0: Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, King's Dream Outlier on all platforms. If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community so consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce line All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a fantastic guest for you guys today. As seen on America's Got Talent, we have my man, Dustin <laughs> Tavella. What's up, man? Dude. Thank you so much for being here, man. Uh, First of all, congratulations on killing your audition at America's Got Talent a few weeks ago. And it was funny enough, I had saw you do it, and I I was like, man, this dude completely knocked it out of the park. If you guys haven't seen (laughs) the audition, you gotta go watch it. And just a few weeks before that, Uh, Not a few days, like a few days before that, we were having this conversation with my brother Isaiah Saldivar about magic and can Christians do magic and versus illusion and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians, still till this day freak out and don't get that it's illusion and not actual wizards and spells and and, (laughs) you know warlocks. So uh, before we get into your faith journey, uh, just just just. Dispel some of the myths of people who think that you're literally yeah. summoning spirits with this stuff that you're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, for me, one of the one of the greatest things about performing magic. I grew up with um, super ADHD. I'm sure even in this interview, everyone's going to be like, "Why is he moving around so much? Um, just a little hyperactive." But um, <laughs> but but magic was was one of the things that helped me to focus, and not because it was some strange spiritual thing, but because a lot of arts and crafts. It's a lot of, um, you know, science experiments. It's a lot of math. And, um, you know, basically all the things that I wasn't doing well in school, kind of creating magic tricks helped me to do, you know, to learn math, to work on my memory. Um, And and I think that's been one of the most fun things about it is I kind of, I don't, maybe just because I'm in it, I don't even think of all this, like, you know, is this real side of it? To me, I'm just always thinking of like, I think of it as live special effects, right? When you watch a Marvel movie, you're not like, oh, wow, that guy's really flying. You know, I wonder what what demon helped him fly in that scene. You're, <laughs> you, you know that it's special effects, you know? And so, um, and so I think for me, that's kind of just part of this is like, how do we make it seem like there's these impossible things happening live on a stage or, you know, at a kitchen table or whatever, wherever you're doing this stuff? Um, and that's not to say that people don't do – weird spiritual stuff and dabble in these kinds of things. But I think like magic as a performing art, what you normally see just on stages um, is, is normally just guys kind of doing the same thing, man. Trying to figure out how to create a good time by cultivating mystery and wonder through uh, sneakiness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that people would ask like, how did he do that? What demon did he summon? Is that like, you want there to be that mystery and you want there to be that, oh, my brain, yeah. my brain can't make sense of what just happened. So yeah. therefore, it had to be extra or, not, uh, 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 spiritual, not extra, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like supernatural, it had to have been from out of this world, yeah. right? Which yeah. is like kudos to you for being able <laughs> to do something what you said, science, math, illusion, sneakiness, that people then accredit you supernatural, Powers yeah. instead of just thinking, wow, he's an amazing performer who used special effects and all these different things yeah. to kind of to Which, kind of pull one over on us.
1: Yeah, and and one thing that I always kind of say too that I think is funny. Um, first of all, it's it is normally Christians that assume that this stuff is real. I mean, there's you know there's shows like Penn and Teller fool us where the whole point is that magic isn't real. Um, Penn and Teller are super educated when it comes to knowing. Uh, Magic and the history of magic and how tricks are done right and um and so the whole thing is like magic's not real let's see if we can figure out how this guy's doing it right. um and but but I think the reason that Christians normally are because we've experienced a very real spiritual realm right so I yep. can't like fault yep. people for thinking that I think it's just one of those things where um we have to learn to to kind of differentiate what's happening and um you know i I think that's one of those things for me where Um, you know, just being able to dive into discernment and figuring this stuff out and not just, not just calling everything a demon, because here's the thing for me that, that makes me laugh is that a lot of times, you know, you'll see someone performing magic tricks, you see a whole group of people having fun. And, um, and we think, oh, that's supernatural. The fact that we just go straight to, oh, it must be a demon. Like if if you're going to blame anything spiritual, I, I don't know why people don't ever be like, oh, it must be. Jesus, it must be the Holy Spirit, right? Because when we see people having fun and we see mysterious things happening, I don't know why we jump right to Mm. it's a demon. You know, Mm. why why can't Jesus be cultivating a fun atmosphere if we're going to blame anything? You know, when we see fun, why aren't we like, oh, Jesus must have done that.
0: Wow, that's it. That's an interesting perspective. And if we do look at the scriptures, Jesus's first miracle was turning water into wine at a celebration, <laughs> at a party, at a wedding when people yeah. were having fun. So that's 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 really interesting. Yeah, I think I think it's unfortunate that we do that. And to your point, I've watched Penn and Teller's Fool Me. Uh, was it Fool Us or Fool Me? I watched yeah, Fool Us. Fool Us. And and that's a fascinating show. Um, so just to be clear. What Dustin is doing on stage, we're not speaking for all magicians everywhere, but what Dustin is doing on spa- on stage is a combination of science, special effects, math, and illusion, not summoning demons. Okay? Just so we're setting the record straight. Yes?
1: Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, so so here's the thing. Like I think to me, just because it's become so much of my world, um, I'm very aware of like how magic tricks work, you know, when I'm seeing other performers, I, you know, for me, I'm watching it more as a performance rather than um, actually thinking they're doing something. But, but I know that a lot of people like not in this world, they don't know, right. For normal people who see a magic trick, they have no idea how it works. And sometimes it does seem so impossible that it's like, well, there is no natural solution. And so Mm. um, I, I I think that's where sometimes it's hard and I don't ever want to like, uh, fault people for maybe thinking that way, but it's it's yeah. why in my in my show, in my stage show, I try and be very clear and like making sure people know this is not real. Like I I don't have powers. This is just um, me <laughs> trying to have fun and and kind of create wonder for people. And um and I and I always say too in the beginning of my shows, I'm like, look, here's my thing. Throughout this show, I'm gonna be lying to you, and um I'm just asking permission to, lie to you. And so my goal is to be the most liar you've ever met. Because I'm telling you. Then I'm lying.
0: <laughs> so That's I, when I
1: tell you, look, nothing in my hands. You know, maybe I do have something in my hands. I'm just saying that I don't. Um, right. But yeah, I, I try and be, I try and be super clear. Because the other thing is, is like, people think that when they know how the magic trick is done, they're gonna be like, oh, it's amazing. But normally, once you find out how a magic trick is done, you're like, oh, that was stupid. And yeah. so I actually feel, I feel like I do people a disservice when I, when I kind of let people behind the curtain and show them how stuff works because it's just, it's not fun anymore when you know. It's really not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And i and I told you, we were talking offline, but I told you, I, I had, I've had multiple friends that were magicians and you watch them yeah. long enough and then you start kind of figuring out like how, how stuff works. And yeah. you're kind of like, oh, like I got, yeah. like I got duped. Like I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, Mark, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. I think revealing how stuff works oftentimes to your point is like a disservice to the entertainment aspect of it all. Yeah, you know? for sure,
1: man. And I think, I think that's the thing. When we can just view this as like this this fun thing, because at the end of the day, like if I do a not good magic trick for you, mm-hmm. no one's going to think that that's a demon, right? They're right. going to be like, oh, I totally saw the card in your hand or, you know, I saw what you did. You switched the card or whatever. You know right. what I'm saying? Like no one thinks that's a demon. People start to think that just when the magic trick becomes better and they don't know how it's done. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, you know, where, where is that <laughs> line? Of like, do I have to just perform crappy magic so no one is... <laughs> that something bad is happening, and I think I think that's what's great about even these kind of conversations because um, it, it's really one of those things that, that I think even helps us as Christians to to. Not just start accusing people and jump right to conclusions, but to just start asking questions and understand more.
0: Hey, guys, if you're finding this video and this conversation valuable, give it a quick thumbs up. Someone said there's a big difference between a good illusion and literal witchcraft. From your experience yeah. in the world, are there ever people who are using literal witchcraft?
1: Um, I will say I have... N- and this is just for me, I've never seen a magician on stage or a magic video on YouTube or on a Netflix special or on AGT um, where it's not just a magic trick.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. And
1: again, I'm not saying that that stuff doesn't exist, but I believe that that stuff that does exist, it's not usually happening on stages. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and and this is, this is, I think where it's hard for me because there are like a lot of people who are magicians, they are atheists and, Mm -hmm. A lot of people have been very hurt by the church and i feel like that's part of even my mission field man is just being an encouragement to people and kind of trying to shed the love of christ in a new light and um it's hard when a lot of these guys you know this is just something they're passionate about it's it's something that they love is is creating these illusions creating this stuff to um, invoke wonder and i think what's hard for them is when all of a sudden the christian community is telling them that they're demonic and they're going Mm. to hell and all these things Mm. and they're just like. Like, what are you talking about? It's just a piece of, it's just a card with like black marker on the back or something, you know? It's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think for them it becomes even more, even more hurtful and, and damaging. And so yeah. anyways, yeah. so to answer yeah. the question, yeah, for me, I've never seen a performance on stage uh, that was you know not yeah. explained by slights or something.
0: Yeah. And I think we're looking at, see, I think you look at magic because you understand the mechanics of what goes into doing a yeah. trick so you can un- you can see a trick you can understand the mechanics and you go oh that's not witchcraft right and i think i yeah. do the same thing with music having done deals with interscope and done some music stuff in the industry yeah. i can look at the come-up story of an artist from genesis yeah. to them being an icon like a jay-z or a yeah. kendrick or j cole or whoever and because i've been following them since the vast majority of people didn't knew- know who they were i understand how they got to where they got to the career moves the yeah. music side the industry yeah. positioning the relationships so i can see that and i'm like that's not witchcraft that's consistency over time providence they yeah. at the right place at the right and so i could i understand the mechanics yeah. i'm like i don't know it's not demonic it's not witchcraft they just been at it and they're very good and they're very proficient yeah and the average person may not know the backstory of the mechanics and so they see yeah. greatness that's larger than life and unfortunately with christians unfortunately they have to attribute it to something demonic and something yeah dark instead of saying hey this is just people working their face off for decades yeah. to become great <laughs> at something and then you deduce it to well uh, i gotta be satan for them to be that good and it's like no yeah, like, yeah. people non-christians can be great at something and fool you or make it look yeah. like it's so effortless that you then attribute it to something supernatural
1: yeah yeah and i I think that like something that's really important um because because i do think that we're supposed to be careful you know i think just for the sake of this we're just going on the extreme of like you know the magic that we see on stages is just tricks right That's why they're called magic tricks um but you know just as a little disclaimer obviously this stuff does exist and it's something that we're supposed to be aware of but for me you know i i think sometimes i think where evil comes from a lot of times is motive right i've seen i've seen some uh non-Christian people do some great things cause they're trying to help. And then I've seen some pastors, um, preach for completely wrong reasons. They just want to build a following. You know what I mean? They're up there lying about the ministry stuff that they're doing. They're lying about money. Um, they're pretending to believe something because of the attention, the followers and the money that they're getting. And I mean, we see pastors fall all the time. Right. And so, um, and that's not to knock them. I think just at the end of the day, uh, I think, I think, I think motive is, what's really important because I see a magician performing on stage and then I see a pastor lying, but, but maybe Mm. he's saying truth. Right. But just with, with these like false motives. And to Mm. me, it's like, what's the more demonic thing? What's the more evil thing? And I think um, it's hard when we start calling people evil. um, And when we start saying that things people are doing are evil rather than like you just said, knowing their motives, understanding the person, understanding the journey that they've been on and, and even understanding the big picture. Um, Because, because even with something with magic, you know, they say magic is just basically stuff that we don't understand, right? So, um, I don't know if you know who Shin Lim is. He won America's Got Talent, uh, two or three seasons ago. Um, like, I watched that dude, and I'm like, he's an incredible performer. But you know what mm-hmm. I think is more magic than Shin Lim is—is is this thing that we're all mm-hmm. holding in our pockets? Like, I have mm-hmm. no idea how this how this works. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> you
0: know, like
1: if I if I would like to if I were to send this thing back to the past, like five years ago, even people would lose their minds and they would think whoever was holding this thing was a demon. And, um, and so I, so I think when we start getting into things that we don't understand, it's when we become quick to assume stuff. And, um, it's actually pretty funny too, because there was this magician a long time ago. Um, he wanted, he had this idea to do this performance where basically he's on a stage, there's this set built and, um, it was like a ghost or something that opens Mm -hmm. the the doors of this building Mm -hmm. that was or Mm -hmm. this, this, um, store or whatever that was on the Mm stage. Um, So he, you know, they created this whole thing to have the doors open by themselves and all this stuff. And now uh, that technology exists in every grocery store and every Walmart you walk into. It's just that, like, (laughs) before automatic doors existed, this magician was using it on stage and nobody knew what it was, you know? And so they're like, oh, it's a real ghost. And this dude's like, no, I just kind of know things you guys don't know yet.
0: Yeah. And, um. That's good. Anyways, I think that that's stuff's just parallel. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good parallel. Well, man, let's I want to talk about your faith journey because that's one of the most unique things about you is you have been a Christian for a long time, been following Jesus. Yeah. Um talk about talk about that. Like let's just jump jump into be to the beginning yeah. and like how did this all come together for you in terms of being a follower of Jesus?
1: Uh when I when I was younger, so my, my parents basically met, I'll give you like the nutshell of of their story because it kind of leads into mine, but my parents met on a drug run. My dad was a drug dealer, him and his brother. And um, my mom's friend used to pick up drugs from my dad. And one time my mom went with, she was engaged at the time and I uh, met my dad. They started a relationships like right out the gate, you know, the, the relationship starts in you know affairs, drug addiction, partying, alcohol, all these things. And that kind of just set the tone for their relationship and their marriage. And so um, once my sister and I entered the scene, it was just like, just chaos, you know, every, every, every week there's just crazy parties Uh, people passed out all up our street that we live on Um, and the environment obviously that created was a very stressful environment full of hurt and drama and all this craziness and um I mean you know I could I could talk forever this whole thing but basically Um, You know, my parents were in and out of the church trying to figure out how to help. First, my mom would be doing really well. My dad would be, you know, messing up. And then my my, my dad would be doing well. My mom would be messing up. And um, long story short, there was this couple that came into our lives um, actually at a Christian Christian festival. My dad like loved music and there was this band. I don't think he realized they were a Christian band. And uh, he went to see them at this festival. And um, there was this couple that they met, man. And this couple like Again, wasn't wasn't looking at their performance, how good or bad that they were doing, they were like, Hey, we just want to love on these guys and we just wanna be a part of their lives and and see them do well. Um, not by just telling them what they're doing wrong, but but actually being a part of, of their life. And I think that was that was huge for me, maybe even bigger than I realized when I was young, because um, you know, a lot of times now when we think of ministry, when we think of changing the world, the first thing we think of is, let's quick post all these things to make people realize that I'm right and they're wrong. And um, this couple did the exact opposite, man. They did the hard thing, they did the slow thing, they did the time-consuming thing, which is step into someone's world, find mm. out what their needs are, love on them, spend time with them, give them grace when they fail, when they say mm. stupid stuff, when they say things that are wrong. Don't just pick apart everything that they're saying and, and try and explain to them why they're they're wrong. But um, but just listen and hear them and um and with the Holy Spirit speaking to you, you know. Pick your battles, man. Don't don't like try and pick apart everything they're doing. And and that's exactly what this couple did for us. And um, and you know, over time my family just began to transform, man. And um hmm. the the drugs went away, the affairs stopped, and it wasn't um, like this one moment of bow your head, close your eyes, okay, I'm a Christian now, I don't do drugs, yeah. I don't party, I don't sleep around. Yeah. Like yeah. this was this was a process, man. This was the long haul. And um, you know, for me, when I got to the age where a lot of my friends started um doing drugs and, and partying and sleeping around and doing all these things, I was like, I wanted nothing to do with it like we my family just fought so hard to get out of that you know there was a point where my parents were out on the on the porch with a shotgun arguing over who was going to kill themselves and who was going to stay to take care of my sister and i and um that just that just wasn't a life that i wanted to live you know and um my my family you know even when they're following jesus we're, we're still like loud and wild and crazy and um i'm i've always been super hyperactive and so i just like I don't know i felt like i was always having more fun than my friends who were drinking and, and partying and stuff and i wanted to invite them into that and um so so around that time when i i was like really loving doing the magic stuff i was i learned how to twist balloons and everything and um i would dress up like a clown there was this guy who uh spoke at our church one time and he asked you know he was talking about this homeless stuff that he does and people that he works with. And he asked if anybody in the church wanted to be a part. And, you know, I'm like nine years old. I raised my hand. You know, I didn't realize he's talking to the adults and um, I, I wanted to do, I wanted to do what he was, what he was talking about. Yeah. And so afterwards he sat with my family and he was like, well, what do you like doing? He was like, what if you dress up like a clown and come, you know, we'll do some stuff. I work with some kids that are in um some pretty bad situations. What if you just come dress up like a clown, do some magic tricks, twist some balloons and um, and just be a blessing to them. He was like, I think that, they, I think that it will open their eyes a lot to see someone their age um, making a difference with the things that they love. And, um, wow, you know, I just think it was I just think it was all these moments that I, I didn't realize until today. Like I'm in my 30s now yeah. and it, it took me till now to realize like it was all of these things. that was laying the foundation of the way that I want to do ministry, the way that I want to mm-hmm. love people, the way that I want to empower people like. This guy could have just laughed me off. You know, I raised my hand and he could have just been like, dude, you're nine. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. But but he was like, he was like, hey, dude, like you can put purpose in the things that you love. Come on. And um, and and that's really become, again, the foundation of my faith, um, my ministry, yeah. my wife and I just, you know, she's just so much on the same page. And it's amazing yeah. because our whole thing is we, we just want to help empower people and we want to be a bridge between um, the church and yep. the not. Church, you know, like Come on. to get the people to get the people not in church into the church and to get the people in the church outside of the walls and like and knowing people, man. It's not yeah. just about it's not just about posting and proving people wrong and the stuff, it's about doing what Jesus did, which is like it's it's the slow, it's the slow, um, what's it called? The, like the, the end game, it just it takes so much longer to actually yeah. get to know a human and their needs,
0: but yeah. um. That's so good yeah, man. Anyway. I, and and yeah, I think I think there's there's so many things in there that 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 you said that I don't want to just gloss over. One, you said your dad was into a band that was a yeah. Christian band that he didn't know was yeah. a Christian band. And I think what's going to happen for you Dustin is it's going to come full circle. There are going to be people that come to Jesus who watch you and, and see you that aren't going to know <laughs> that Dustin is a Christian magician or magician that's Christian, whatever you want to call it. And then it's yeah. going to come around full circle and people will thank then you, say, Oh man, like I came to be entertained. I came to be amused. I came yeah. to see this thing. And then over time it's there, you're going to be that bridge for people that, that yeah, entertainment. You, so that's, that's powerful because we ignore how, how, um, how entertainment can be a bridge for people right so if someone's a yeah. christian and they make great art great music they put on a great show so on and so forth that can be a bridge for the unchurched to walk across yeah. and step in and hear a different paradigm that maybe if it was just some air preacher standing on a corner telling them they need to repent yeah not to say god doesn't use that he he can yeah. and he does but when someone's like i'm woefully here to see Dustin show because I saw his audition on America's Got Talent, and yeah. and then you share your testimony, or they stumble across this video, they hear your testimony off for Jesus. So I wanted to stop and kind of like point that out because I Thank think there's you. so much meat in that, and it's coming full circle. And then two, I think it's incredible that your um, your foundation with this craft that now God is using you to touch millions of people was actually. From the church, it was in the church, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, it was all birth so, right there, man. It's crazy. Yeah, so despite like any of the 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 pushback or the critique or just a misunderstanding yeah. of what magic tricks are, like you pointed out earlier, like tricks, are, yeah, like they're, yeah, they're tricking you. Uh, despite all of that, like you actually got the start for this g- gifting in a local church at the age of nine, which is like yeah, which is amazing, man.
1: Yeah, by by a guy who was willing to look a nine-year-old in the eyes and say you know what like you don't have the education you don't have the experience um but you have the heart and so like i just want to support that and we'll get into the ins and outs of if you're doing it perfectly later you know like right now just say yes and 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 just keep moving forward and i think i think that's what's hard to do sometimes man is because um we want things to go right from like a to z you know we don't want to take the time to develop a person i look at jesus with the disciples right like when he said to follow him, he didn't just like, once they said yes, he wasn't just like pulling everything apart. He was, he was, he was, I mean, that was his crew. That was the people he did ministry with. And over time as they spent time with him, they began to develop and change and the fear and the insecurities and all that stuff started to get pushed aside because they knew Jesus, not because he, not because he just told them something that made them change their minds, but like he was living it with them. And, um, and, and one of the things I think that's really cool too about what you said with like Christian bands and, and artists, um, because there was a band at that festival doing their job, loving Jesus, creating art that brought people there. And then there was like a couple doing their job as Christians, the things that Jesus called them to, to step into people's lives and to do life with them. The partnership of the people on stage and the people off stage um, is what really changed my parents' life.
0: Right? It took Ooh, both. because The partnership of the people yeah. on stage and the people off stage is what changed your parents' life. And not just changed your parents' yeah. life, but changed your trajectory of your yep. family tree because yeah, somebody dude, was willing crazy. to use their gift and someone was willing to do yep. day-to-day ministry with somebody.
1: Yep. And, and I think... <laughs> I think I think the problem arises when the guy on the stage says, oh, small, you, you gotta build your platform." Is it again, i keep seeing my face for a thing. Um, but when the when the guy on stage is like, "You gotta build your platform. You gotta do things bigger." And then, um, you know, when the people off the stage are just judging the people on the stage and saying, mm-hmm. "You know, you gotta get down here and, and be with the people." That's when the problem starts because yeah. then neither none of us are doing our jobs. We're just looking at how everyone else isn't like us. And that's why I love, you know, in the Bible, when it talks about the body, it's like the eye is not the ear and the ear is not the mouth and the mouth is not the armpit because even the armpit plays, plays a part in in our body. Right. And so if every body part just tried to get all the other body parts to be the same, we would not function well. And, um, I think this is where as Christians, we need to start just celebrating each other more. And, and if you see a Christian that you are doing doing something wrong, like praying for them, you know what I mean? Like doing like we don't need to go on and just start posting because when people see our team, if you want to call it that, right? Like as Christians, we're a team. When they see our team tearing each other apart, I don't, I don't know what that's going to do for anyone. You know, I don't know how that's helping anything.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, That's good. And and let me just, let me just, let me just pause right here because I think there's going to be, there's Christians often don't take the time to get educated on stuff. And this is what I mean. If you look at the history of magic, you'll discover that the vast majority of it is technology, innovation, and illusion, right? Mm. And much like with hip hop with music which is my background people yeah. don't know the history of something so then they say well Ruslan maybe you shouldn't label yourself a hip hop artist you should label yourself a rapper because somehow that takes the, the edge off what yeah. they think is demonic yeah. and it's like no, no 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 you're just ignorant and you don't know what you're talking about you have no concept yeah. of what the history of something is so because you yeah. watch some goofy videos somebody somewhere told you some misinformation yeah. then you want to oppress other people and say well maybe you you shouldn't call it this. Maybe you shouldn't call yeah. it that. Um, it's like, no, you just, you're just you ignorant. And so, like, I, you know, because I've had friends that are magicians, I know just the rudimentary history. And, like, to your point, it's usually connected to some form of of illusion of some form of technology of like you said earlier i yeah. know stuff you guys just don't know yet so i'm able to create this experience for you that yeah. you think is otherworldly yeah. when you just you're just not hip right and so the same thing with yeah. with hip. so i think there's a lot of parallels there and it, and it is exhausting and frustrating that the folks that should be on your team the folks that should have your back the folks that should be excited that that god could position you dustin or position me to be a bridge between different worlds are the yeah. folks that are taking shots because they're ignorant they just they they just don't know any better and yeah. no matter how many ways you explain it to them they're just like, like uh, as if god can't use technology as if god can't use innovation yeah. as if god can't use sleight of hand as if god can't use all of music drums rhythm genres of music and it's only yeah. limited to what you think it is it's 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 very um it, it's exhausting man it, it could get very yeah. exhausting no, so i appreciate you even true. just being patient to come on and just like talk through this stuff
1: yeah thanks man i mean you know the thing is we, we all we all do it, you know what I mean? And so, like, I can't get mad. And, and this is, I think, maybe kind of the point I was making earlier when I was talking about people's motives because I try my best to never judge somebody's performance um, because no one does things perfectly. Um, and then I try my best not to judge people's motives because I don't know what their motives are. And, I, like, I, I can't know that. And the only thing that I can do is pray and inspire people to just become – less selfless and more like Christ. That's the only, that's the only thing that I can do. And, and as when people are in my life, I can challenge them more than I could with someone that maybe I don't really know because I, because I know them and I have a voice in their life. But, um, you know, for me, I think that like, and maybe some people will disagree with this man, but, um, so just, just a little analogy, just a a thought, um, when I was young, I I, like loved the Snyder's honey mustard and onion pretzels. I don't know if you've ever had those like Mm -hmm. honey mustard onion pieces. And, um, and I, my mom knew that I loved them, right? And so she would be out, she would be on her way home from work, she would stop somewhere and she would see them and she would, you know, she'd grab a bag, come home, she'd be like, Dustin, I got you your favorite snack. Look, it's the Snyder's ranch pretzels. Yeah, and I'm like, Yeah. Nah, that's the that's the, the, wrong the wrong pretzel. <laughs> yeah. and, and so like I'd be like, nah, it's cool, mom. Thank you so much. You know, it's it's the honey, mustard, and onion ones, though, just so you know. Next time she come back, it's the buffalo ones, right? Next yeah. time she's out and about, she grabs them, and it's the honey mustard and onion ones, and I'm so stoked. But then I realize it's the nuggets, and it's not the pieces. And to me, like mm. the pieces just hold the flavor better, you know what I mean? So like she's closer, but it's still not really it. But um, but my point is that. Her doing the wrong thing blessed me so much every single time because I never asked her to go get those pretzels, man. Like she was just out and she was like, oh man, like my son, like he, he, loves, he loves this snack and, and she had no reason to spend the money on me. She had no, like I didn't, I didn't know she was out and about. Again, I didn't ask her to do it. The fact that she was just thinking of me on her time and then, and then spent her money to get me something that she thought, would well, bless me. It was like, her, because her motive was so right. It was like her performance, I wasn't as worried about if it was the right or wrong pretzel and 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 I think sometimes like we as we as Christians we're so quick again to just jump on someone's on someone's performance and to never look at their motive or the fact that like like for me right I, I I just I want people to know Jesus man and I found this 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 art form that I love because I get to involve music I get to involve video I get to involve interaction the whole time through my show I'm telling stories I'm talking about the homeless ministry we've done I'm talking about our mm-hmm. adoption and um and you know I, I found to be really honest with you man Maybe there are some things I'm 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 doing wrong, you know. Like I'm on this discovery process. I know that things ten years ago I thought that I was doing right. I look back and I'm like, what was I doing? Why did I post that picture? Like why did mm-hmm. I? You know, I I'm I'm constantly growing, and I think that that's the goal, man. Is like yeah. we have to constantly position our motives to be to be blessing God and to doing the right thing. And I think that's as Christians when we can start encouraging each other in that, and we yeah. can trust the Holy Spirit to start shaping people. I think that's when we're going to start seeing a difference, man. And I think as Christians that's when we're going to start having just a better name for ourselves because people are going to be like, those are the people that believed in me when I was failing, but they saw something in me. They saw, they saw that I wanted to do good. You know, I didn't want to keep putting the needle in my arm. I didn't want to keep posting these, these, these topless pictures or, you know, whatever it might be. I didn't want to keep, I didn't want to keep doing these things that the world called me evil for. But like, there were so many more things going on in my life, and it was only a Christian who took the time to know me and to understand me and to walk with me through that rather than just calling me out for it. And um, man, I and again, I, I'm not saying that there's not a time to like, you know, to to speak truth and to call people out on things, but I but I think we've we've gone to that extreme for too long, you know? And um yeah. or we've good. just been quiet for I think we've been quiet for too long. I think there's this mm. in-between that's like find people and do life with them, man. And don't only worry about what you can teach them, but, but learn from them as well, man. I know we were doing homeless ministry for a long time and I learned so much from those guys. You know, it was not a one-way street of us, you know, get, stop doing drugs and get off the streets. They, they they taught me so much, man, you know, and one of them has become one of our best friends. He's actually, he moved to Pennsylvania, um, got off the streets, lives by my parents now. And then he's coming down this weekend to visit, um, my wife and I and to spend some time with our son and stuff. And like, that's a relationship that's going to be forever, you know, and, it, yeah. and it, it was cultivated through doing life with somebody, not just pointing a finger.
0: That's so good. Let's talk about you. You shared this on your America's Got Talent audition. Um, yeah. You guys doing ministry and we're not talking like like you're, you guys are on the front lines, man. Um, and, and, and the <laughs> uh, addition to your family. So, so talk about that.
1: Yeah. So um so yeah, my wife and I did homeless ministry for a long time. Um, I worked with a missions organization down in Texas that, you know, she had always heard me telling stories and, and and wanted to be a part of that, at least for a little bit. And so we went into that. She did some training schools and absolutely loved it. And um and afterwards, you know, my wife has a, has a huge heart for women, man. My wife's testimony, that's a, you know, it's a whole another thing. Like she has been through it, dude. And the things that God's done in her life is it's absolutely incredible. And so her heart is exactly that thing is to walk with women through stuff that they're going through. And, and, and usually the women that just kind of get written off by the world, because it's either too hard to deal with, or it's too easy to accuse them of things, you know? And so um we actually, uh, we started working with this organization that helps women in crisis pregnancies. And um, it was my wife and I, along with another couple, we lived in this house, you know, full of girls that were pregnant. A lot of them are victims of physical abuse, um, rape, some kind of Sexual abuse or you know Mm. drugs usually involved just in pretty bad situations, and um and basically our whole thing was just living in the house with them, helping them through their pregnancies. Um, some of them had CPS cases, you know, helping them trying to figure out what they're going to do with their kids, Mm. um, how to get back in school, you know, how to get a a, get a a place because a lot of them were homeless. And um, you know, we're living in the house. And funny, always give my wife hard time because living in this home, uh, pregnant, you know not easy, but, um, but it was, it was, it was fun, man. And so one of the girls we ended up getting super close with, and, um, we were helping her through a bunch of stuff and, you know, not to, that too much information, um, in her life. She was just, she was having a hard time and she had her son. And for like the first two months we helped her try and raise him, uh, helped her try and get back in school and back on her feet. And, um, she just came to a point where she just, she just didn't feel like she was ready you know and and needed to figure out uh, a best case scenario for her son and so uh, she asked if we would adopt him you know we weren't ex- we weren't expecting that and um it was crazy because you know we prayed about it and we felt like we were supposed to and we're like you know what like yes we will 100% raise this kid like we love him like he's family you know we were with her through the whole pregnancy and she's kind of just like oh thank you so much here you go and you know she she hands us Xander and um, started bringing like his bassinet up into our room and his clothes and all these things. It was like, literally I was like, Oh, you mean now? <laughs> okay. So like literally <laughs> in that instant, we became, we became parents, bro. Like literally wow. that was it. That was the whole conversation. And then, you know, there's months of just that, the, the legal process and the logistics and yeah. a lot of heartache in the beginning. It was obviously, it's not an easy thing, um, you know, making that decision. But I always give props to her because it was the hardest thing she'll ever do was, um mm. was ask someone else to raise her child, you know, but she did it she, she loved him enough to let him go. And I think that's why I'm just like so incredibly proud of her. And one of our big goals and, and dreams too, is is wanting to help kind of shed some different light on adoption because, um, it, it's just, it's just easy for kind of the mom to get left in the dust. She's the evil party. The parents mm. who took the kid, they're the good ones that rescued the child. And it's like, I just don't think that's the case, man. Uh, she's, she's still very much a part of our lives. We talk to yeah. her very often and she still has her struggles, but, um, she has a heart of gold, man. And I, I just wish people could, could see that, like to see her fight, to know her past, to know what she's been through. And you can see her now and see her as failing. But if you knew where she came from, you know, you, you would know, like, this is one of the strongest women in the world. Like how is she still even alive after mm. the things that she's experienced, you know? And um, that's what we want to do, man, is, is just see people like that. And, and it's the stuff that most people may never see, you know, uh, you're not going to see posts about it. And you're not going to speak in church about 10,000 people that you fed. You know, this is one life that, I mean, this has been years of cultivating this relationship. And, um, again, it's, it's one of those things where we're, you know, we're in it for the long haul, but, uh, that, that's the stuff that I think that Jesus did. And it's the stuff we want to choose to do. And I'm not saying we're perfect at it. Um, there's times I'm, way more concerned with my brand and my career, you know, it's, it's not that those things don't slip in, but I think it's a discipline that we need to practice, which is um taking time for people, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. That's good, man. And it's, and it's just so beautiful to hear you guys doing ministry to, to, you know, to the least of these, like one of my, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible was Matthew 25. And Jesus talks about caring, for the least of these, right? And yeah. then, you know, James says that true and undefiled worship is to care for the widow and the orphan. And you guys are really doing that like in a, in, a, in a in a real way, bro. And so that's that is so uh inspiring. When when you detach some of the religion or you detach the judgment yeah. from it and you just go, man, you know, um, yes, people are sinful. Yes, people have made bad decisions. But there's also a lot of people that are victims of yeah. bad and demonic things happening against them that yeah, position yeah. them to be in these really hard situations. And you guys having this heart right. of flesh towards them and being willing to step in and, again, bridge yeah. that gap, I think is – um, is so powerful, man. What, um, what, what advice would you have for the folks that are watching this that um, uh, are are just kind of processing everything we're talking about?
1: Yeah, it, it's funny you just said that because I was just thinking that. Um, I, I definitely like. I don't pretend to ha- to know all the answers. You know, I like to believe that. That I know a lot, but I think at the end of the day, like I said ten years ago, I thought I knew a lot. And um, I'm sure ten years from now I'm going to be looking back at this conversation like, "Oh, what the yeah. heck are we doing?" Yeah. But um, but man, I-, I think the main thing um, is is just be willing to to step out and and try something. You know, I think like my mom even like this- the analogy with the pretzels going back to that thing. Like, mm-hmm. just think of-, of people, and you you're not going to do it perfectly at first. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just going to all the this- all the ways to serve everybody. But, um, but but I would just say that like. I never want to be like look at what we're doing and like model that and watch us cuz we're going to change the world like look at Ruslan mm-hmm. he's going to change the world like mm-hmm. I think that that the goal is for us to inspire people to find things that they love yeah. and to find the people in their lives that they can start impacting, you know what I mean? Find, find the way that God designed on you. What is your best way of communicating? Um, maybe you're not very good at communicating, but you're, you know, you have a lot of energy in a lawnmower and you can just start like mowing the old people's lawns, you know, yeah. in your neighborhood and not even, you don't even have to tell them that, that you were the one that did it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm just saying like, I think that there's creative solutions, but I would say the main thing is like anything big that Jesus did came from something he was first doing small. Mm. Mm. and um and and I think sometimes when we just jump right to trying to do big things, uh, we end up missing a whole lot, and so you know I would say if if you have a heart for for bullying right and you want to change that like don't just talk about bullying don't talk to the people doing the bullying, and telling them they need to stop like find the kids being bullied, mm. get their number and ask what they 're doing after school, you know what I mean, yeah. like ask yeah. what are some things that they love and just go to their house and hang out or invite them Come over on. you know what Come I mean on. like th- take them to wendy's or something i don't know like I think that there's very practical ways that we can do stuff that maybe people won't see and maybe it will feel small. But um, my greatest challenge is like, you know, look to people who you admire and respect, but don't just expect them to keep carrying the mantle that, that you should be carrying. Because, you know, if, if if we're not inspiring people to change, then, you know, we're not doing our jobs. And so... No, I would say for anybody watching, man, just just be creative. Look for people who have needs, and if you don't know what those needs are, and this this is this is the best part, if you don't know what those needs are, ask. Like, don't don't assume. Just just figure out what they are. And that the thing when we started doing homeless stuff, we assumed everybody was hungry, and we were bringing sandwiches down and making tacos and like just feeding everyone we could, and then we yeah. found out that like. Most of the people that are homeless on Skid Row, they were actually skinnier before they became homeless. Like they gained Mm. weight being homeless because the church just thinks, oh yeah, we feed the homeless. We never took time to be like, well, what do they actually need? Right? Things like haircuts or showers or friends. Some of them were just like, don't give me stuff. Just sit with me, man. Like, and don't just come once a month because you're off on every other street. Just, just know me. And so this is what we started doing is we stopped bringing stuff down. We would bring water bottles sometimes if it was hot, you know, to hand out, but like We just started going down and sitting with the same guys and it felt so small bro like it honestly Mm -hmm. felt so small because i was like there are thousands of homeless people here and we're friends with with four of them like Mm -hmm. what are we even doing you know but for those four guys that needed friendship like there's no quick quick road to, to, to friendship you know and and so anyways again i'm just saying like be willing to ask people questions don't be quick to just tell them what you know because you'll never learn a person when, when your agenda is to tell them and teach them something. And um, I think that's what was amazing about Jesus was like, he knew his audience. He knew how to speak to them. Some mm. people he went in and he preached hard. And then some people he's like, if you throw seed here, it'll grow. And if you throw a seed here, it won't grow. See you yeah. guys. You know, we like didn't even explain <laughs> what, he's, what, he, what he's talking about, yeah. but, but it's because he, he knew his audience. He knew what their passions were. He knew where they were at in their hearts. And um, I think that's something that we don't do enough is, is take time yes. to know people. And so,
0: yeah man, man, that's I, so good. You said if you don't know what the needs are, you should ask. Don't just assume you know what the needs are. That is that is so good. Um man, okay guys, let's do this. We're going to take a couple questions. i got about seven minutes left with Dustin. Um, If you have a question and you watched from the beginning, don't you be a goofy and ask a question that was asked and answered 45 (laughs) minutes ago because you showed up late and you want to talk about the demonic influence on magic. We didn't talk. That's asked and answered. Okay. So if you have a question, I want you to write question in all capitals for us. And we're going to do a handful of questions. we got about seven minutes left before he gets out of here. Uh, again, you guys should go check out. Let me show you guys this. Go check out his audition for America's Got Talent. Um, it was incredible. I can't play it because it's going to get demonetized, but it's right here. If you just search <laughs> Dustin Tavella. Um Amazing. It'll, it'll probably bring you to tears. Amazing, amazing audition. Um, and we're going to take some of your guys' questions here. Because I think it'll be, I think it'll be valuable uh, for folks to ask anything they may want to ask, and um, and we're gonna get into some of that here in just a sec. Uh, So prayerfully, we will see you on um whenever the season i don't know what the timeline is but hopefully god will yes. see you on the actual show uh that will be incredible yeah. just to see that continued you yeah. know hope and, and 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 representation of jesus in in yeah, on you. that show that would be incredible um yeah. and so yeah, yeah there's man, still so waiting
1: so to announce the live shows but if i make it through votes are much appreciated yes, too yes so. yes and, I'm sure,
0: <laughs> and, and we'll have you back on to to, to um to 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 uh to to you know to, to help promote that here's a good question from kelly she said how do you plan to share jesus on america's got talent that that's an interesting question how, how do you plan yeah.
1: to share jesus no so so this question, um, i love this because um did it freeze again okay yeah you're freezing yeah universe. you're back now um so so one of the things that's been so incredible is um I think kind of so, so going back to the parable thing that Jesus did sometimes in in knowing the audience and knowing his place, um, one of the things my wife and I have become super passionate about is like telling the stories of God. I think that we live um, in a world where people, I don't think anyone actually hates God. I think people hate who they think God is because he's been misrepresented, right? I think that when you know how loving and selfless and amazing God is, you can't, there's nothing to hate. Like there's a God who literally is perfect we messed up. He died and gave his life to save us like there's just there's nothing to hate. And so um I think that we are in a season more than ever where where people need to begin to understand um what it what it's like to fall in love with the principles of God and what it what it means to fall in love with um the things that God calls us to, right? Things like waiting until marriage, things like just not partying, things about being sober-minded. Um things that Christians are quick to preach but not understand the why and not to um necessarily Uh, communicate it in a way that is celebrated or feels celebratory to everybody else. Um, And so, so one of the things, first of all, I think that's, that's huge is like super passionate about telling stories about the things that God's done in our life, um, telling the story of the adoption. And, um, but but here's why I love this question. Sorry. Sometimes I get excited and then I just start talking, but, um, but one of the things that I'm excited when when you ask about sharing Jesus on this show is, um, is knowing that the stage is not the only place to be sharing. Jesus, because we have met so many other contestants and so many other producers. And again, this is where I talk about, um, you know, everything that every big thing that Jesus did started with something small, because if he wasn't willing to see the disciples and see the boy with the five loaves and and, and the fishes, like all those people wouldn't have gotten fed. Right. But it took him, it took him seeing just the normal everyday passerby, you know, some kid with a basket of food. Um, It took him noticing what was around him and who was around him and, and again what the needs were mm. and so i think one of the greatest things and something that my wife and i are super committed to is like if we're going to say we're christians um we need to be saying it with our lives too before we just start going out there and trying to just tell everybody what we believe and and how jesus is going to save them but we need to show them how jesus saved us first and um that means we need to be super servant-hearted we need to be celebrating other contestants contestants who do better than me because sometimes it's hard because this is still a competition and i'm just wanting to like go in there and you know stomp everybody because i want to win um but like the reality is is like these are still these are still human beings these producers are still human beings and um and i think that's been our our huge focus is like how how do we start showing people jesus now again both on and off the stage, and and every moment and every chance that I get, when I get to celebrate the principles of God, when I get to celebrate the things that God's done in our lives, whether it's talking about the adoption stuff or the homeless stuff, um, that's that's to me like the main thing that that we want to do is like continue to be intentional with every story we get to tell and every bit of airtime, and um, and of course again, um, you know, positioning ourselves to to help people to receive um, what yeah. God wants to do in their lives.
0: Yeah. Great answer. Okay. This is a, this is a dope question from Joseph. He says, as someone who enjoys doing magic unprofessionally, how does one use magic for the glory of God in a way that isn't cheesy or cliche? Yeah.
1: Also a question that I love. Um, I think anytime that we're able to make stuff really personal, um, it automatically makes it not cliche because no one's heard your story before. I think that when we start trying to fit ourselves into other molds and just do what other people have done and we look at other church models, um, I think that's where maybe things start to feel cliche or cheesy, but, and, and that's why for me, and I think this is kind of even related to the first question is um, what I wanted to do was share our adoption story because that's something that God did in our lives. And and again, um, to take time even to defend Xander's birth mom. If you watch the performance, you'll see at the end, like that was a big thing is I really wanted to honor her. Um, I think you take the things in your life. And um, and, and and here's the other thing too. I don't think that every magic trick that you do, if you're doing magic unprofessional, you're just doing stuff for fun. I don't think that even the magic in of itself, not everything has to be a story. Not everything has to be super preachy. I think that it comes from just how we're um, loving and, and hearing and, and listening to people. You know, and so I would say if you're just doing magic for fun, man, one thing that I think Jesus did was I think he brought joy to every place he went because um, he wasn't full of anxiety and fear and insecurity, right? The Things that stop us from being filled with joy. Jesus didn't deal with any of that. And so I think Jesus walked into some hard places with a smile on his face. And and I think that's one of those things that magic does, man. You know, you you, you have someone pick a card, they put it in the middle, that card now is on the top of the deck. People smile, man. It brings them yeah. back to being being a kid, and I think um, the Bible calls us to be childlike. And so, you know, if you if you if you have a tool that helps people to become childlike, I would say automatically, bro, um, you're you're helping people walk out
0: some some biblical principles. That's good. Uh, Lance asked, "How do I become a magician?" That's an interesting question. How does how does someone become a magician?
1: Yeah, um, man. You know, for for me um in the beginning there a lot so so when i was younger and first learning um magic tricks and stuff it was a lot more difficult um you know i had to find magic shops and um books and things like this but now there's this website maybe youtube hold on you're, you're, you're <laughs> where, cutting
0: out dustin hold on hold on real quick you're cutting out i want to make sure that yeah, i don't yeah. miss this okay uh i think you're back now go I'm for working. it yeah so said a website yeah i was just saying
1: when i was Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's this website now that exists that you guys might've heard of called YouTube. Um, it has some incredible (laughs) resources for a lot of things. And, um, I will say, honestly, it's a great place to start. There are so many really cool, uh, tutorials online of kind of just getting started a lot of basics and a lot of not basics too. Um, I think, uh, as you start kind of learning those things, you're able to start kind of applying your own ideas. And that's what I, that's what I did. You know, I started very simple, learned some tricks from some friends, learned some stuff online And then, um, just kind of put it, put myself more into it. And, um, you know, as you start learning more, you start building on more. And so, um, yeah, the the trick that I performed on AGT was something that I created, but that all started from just
0: watching some simple stuff and learning some simple stuff. So, yeah, that's great. We got to get out of here. Great, great final question from Natalie. She said, how can we be praying for you, Dustin? What a, what a great way to end this stream.
1: Yes. And thank you so much for that. That actually means a lot. Um, I would say uh, I, I get uh, anxious and, and worried and scared a lot pretty easily. So I would say one, just for um, confidence to continue to walk through whatever door God decides to open again, not with the nervousness. Cause if this is a door that ends up shutting or something, you know, that that's fine. I just want to play the role I'm supposed to play while I'm in it. Um, a huge thing, um, uh, we're actually getting ready to adopt Xander's older brother. He actually has an older brother that was taken mm. by CPS when, um, right around the time we adopted Xander actually. Wow. And, um, man, we've been praying for such a long time that God would unite these two little guys. And, um, we're, we're, we're finally at this place where it's looking like it's, it's going to happen. And, um, you know, just praying for his heart. He's been passed around a lot. And, um, you know the, the family the, the grandmother and the uncle have still been involved and we still want them to be a part of his life too and so yeah you know just just praying that that this thing gets walked out in the most healthy way possible and obviously most healthy for him
0: yeah. and um
1: and most healthy healthy for the the family and stuff as well because again this is never an easy thing and um
0: how, how I mean, old is xander, xander's older brother
1: so xander just turned two and his older brother is uh is three
0: okay wow okay so they're so, close in age
1: yeah yeah super close in age And so that's the thing, too. It's going to be a transition for them. You know, they're both going from being an only child to now, you know, they're going to have the siblings that are super close in age. So it's going to be a bit of a transition for them, too. So that would... Prayers for that would be amazing. Thank you again for asking that. I I love Man, you.
0: <laughs> so cool. Any any final words for the folks watching before we get out of here? And we're definitely going to have Dustin back on, guys. Especially uh, God willing, when when he's on the show, we need his. We need you guys to vote for him. So we'll try to rally <laughs> yeah. the troops. Hopefully, they let you come back on when uh, when yeah, yeah. God willing, if and when you're on the show. Uh, any any final thoughts, comments, and then with your handles and all that. You're not a big social media guy, uh, yeah. But, you yeah. Know, just drop all that stuff too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my Instagram is at Dustin Tavella, YouTube, Dustin Tavella, um, Facebook, facebook.com slash Dustin Tavella. Um, I'd say as far as final words, like I just appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I think what's so cool and Ruslan, something that I appreciate about you, man, is that, um, you know, I, I think the ability to have conversations, the ability to dive in and, and learn things together and grow together. Um, it's just really huge because I think our culture now, we're, we're so slow to have conversations. We're just mm-hmm. quick to have an opinion. I think the fact that we can get on here and talk and, and process stuff um, is amazing. And so, you know, I, I just the, the biggest thing that I encourage people in always is, is just humility, you know, continue yeah. to walk out um, the things that God has for you. But but humbly and encouraging other people. And again, um, whether God's called you to be on the stage or off the stage or behind the scenes or, you know, wherever you're at, um, just know that that your role matters and it's important and you have a way to impact people. And, um and so do it you know don't wait for your pastors don't wait for the rest of the people in your church like you you do it and you don't have to do it even within the church walls you know walk around your neighborhood and and, and find some needs talk to people and, and and serve them that's so dope guys
0: dustin <laughs> D- <Bella. laughs> go check out everybody after this i'm gonna pin it up go check out his america's got talent uh, audition. Let me get this get going here because I want you guys to go and check this out. Run the numbers up. It's already at uh, 2.3 million million with a uh, with a M <laughs> views. Um, so that's pinned up guys. Go check that out. Follow him on social Dustin. Thank you so much, brother. This was incredible. Hopefully, uh, it, we dispelled some myths. People heard your heart yeah. <laughs> man. And, and hopefully we can have you back on sooner than later. Most definitely. Yeah. Thank
1: you for having me, man. Seriously. I appreciate it a ton. I love this channel. So it's an honor for me to be here, man. Thank you.
0: Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for making it till the end of this video. If you found it valuable, please consider giving it a like and subscribing. You can check out one of the other videos related to this that'll be over here. Now, I got to tell you about a free training I have for anyone that is an entrepreneur, a creative, an artist, but maybe you are unsure on how to find your voice, how to find your niche. I have a free training in the description of this video. Check it out. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you, and I will see you on the next video. Holy smokes, you made it through the entire episode. Shout out to you probably means you're rocking with what we're doing and again we ain't got no sponsors on this show and i'm gonna keep it that way but what you can do to keep it sponsor free is consider signing up for our king's dream patreon the link is in the description of this episode best way to get a hold of me best way to hop into a group zoom call and the best way to partner with what we're doing here help us create more stuff just like this thank you for listening peace